Support for this podcast comes from Stella Artois. This summer, enjoy the life Artois. You can experience it anywhere, from your patio to the tidal basin. All it takes is being present, being there, with the people you love and a cold Stella Artois in hand. Wherever you are, you're never too far from the life Artois. Stella Artois. Please enjoy responsibly. going on everybody what's up folks so we are here with episode 101 so what are we doing this week we're going back on our road trip we're headed south it's been a long ass time but not south of the border no and we're not headed to where i thought we were which i had to edit out of our last episode because i'm stupid and forgot my alphabet because i was like we're going to california next and i completely missed listen he doesn't know his maps I completely missed the natural state of Arkansas. His maps, his his map skills are lacking. Uh, they're not that bad, but I just I, alphabetically, I'm not good. Well, if we'd gone by region, it would have been different. But maybe I don't know. So before we get talking about that, why don't you talk, about, talk about some, some other head, stuff? Some headphones, some mysterious headphones. Ooh, mysterious headphones. Those mysterious studio headphones mm-hmm. or earbuds. And you know what? I'm gonna. I think I might break down. I'm gonna get me one of those goddamn uh, speakers. Because yeah, buddy. My speaker I had today. Wow. I wish it was louder, because yours is pretty damn loud. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have one. It's not that damn loud, and it didn't last very long at all. No. Yours. What? Better life's what? Fourteen. Fourteen hours, hours on the yeah. FemTO, which is their Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. Which beats mine out of the water. Mine lasted a total of maybe four hours. I think the only other like Bluetooth speakers we have in the house average about three and a half, four hours. Because we have two lanterns mm-hmm. that are good for about two hours apiece. Then I've got my what I refer to as my Red Bull can because it's the same yep. general shape and size. That's usually good for about four hours. But that's one I keep. That, that one stays in the bathroom so I can listen to, like, audio books and music and shit when I take a shower or whatever. Oh, well, yeah. Because I can't be alone with my own thoughts because my brain is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, go over to studio.com and find what you want. Headphones, earbuds, or Bluetooth speaker. Yep. Put them in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Yeah. Which is pretty damn good because, I mean... You buy a pair of headphones, you know. With with the coupon, that drops that speaker down to like $110 ish, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I, I paid like $110, $115 for it, and it's worth every penny that I spent on that thing. It's so nice. Yeah, because I, I had a, my Bluetooth speaker that I have, I think I spent damn near close to 100 bucks on it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this one. Yep. Blows it out of the water, and it's so nice to feel like oh, it's. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that because we're sponsored, we're right. sponsored by them. And but when you else. feel it, then you pick it up. You can feel the quality of it. It's not yeah. super light, like shitty. It's a good, well, very mm-hmm. well put together speaker, and it's got like that nice like audio felt or whatever the hell it is that they put on speakers it, around the whole thing. It's so yeah. fucking. It, it's classy. It's a classy it, speaker. It, it is a classy bitch. We'll say that much. 
But yeah, go over there, put the promo code of DarkRoomNews15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase of whatever you want to purchase. And we know, you know, you probably want something. Yeah, and they give you a free gift. I'm not sure what it is. They change it every, every yeah, so often. Yeah, like, a bag. With when I got my headphones originally, it was a, like a big-ass canvas bag, which I still use when I can find it. Hmm. Um, so let's head down. Way down yonder. Let's head down to the natural state of Arkansas. This is not going to be our first trip to Arkansas. Because if you remember correctly, we covered the Texarkana Phantom, which was a serial mm-hmm. uh, a, a series of unsolved murders that bounced around the town of Texarkana, which actually sits on the border of Texas and Arkansas, hence yep. Texarkana. Yes. So Arkansas, as of the 2018 census, which is the most recent numbers I could find, has a population of like an eyelash over 3 million people. So definitely not the highest population of a state but nothing to sneeze at not not the lowest and i did find some really cool stuff with arkansas so it's prohibited by law to intentionally mispronounce the state name so if you're feeling cute and you're walking down the street and you decide to call it arkansas and a officer hears you say that he can actually give you a ticket for it well i i don't (laughs) These are just like the stupid laws that are like still on the books, but nobody actually follows them anymore. It's, it's uh, it, I think they refer to them as uh, they're like dead laws or whatever, yeah, blue laws, yeah, dead law, whatever it is. Because like, well, here in Vermont where we are, like, what is it? Uh, you can't whistle ta- underwater. A town away, there is a law that's still at least as far last time I knew it was on the books. Yep, which basically said that you couldn't drive your vehicle through the town. You actually had to to disassemble your vehicle. At the beginning of the town, and then reassemble it on the other side of town. Yep. Which is really dumb. Yes. The cheese dog was invented in Little Rock, Arkansas in 1956. Cheese dog? Like, what do you mean? Like, like I'm guessing like, like the Oscar Mayer cheese dog, like hot dog with cheese shot into it. Okay. So thank, thank you, Arkansas, for the best tubed meat of all time. I didn't know if you meant uh, like, you know, a hot dog with cheese on it. No, top. that's actually a different state. Oh. Because that would technically fall into the category of a chili dog. Well, that's not technically a chili dog. But you don't just put liquid cheese on a hot dog. You put a chili on it, and then you put liquid cheese on said hot dog. Maybe some chopped up onions, you know. All right, if you're fine. feeling fancy. The World Duck Calling Competition is held yearly in Stuttgart, Arkansas. That'd be kind of cool to go listen to, because... There's actually a town called Stuttgart? Yep. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. It's illegal for the Arkansas River to rise above the Main Street Bridge in Little Rock. Hold on, <laughs> say that again? It is illegal for the Arkansas River to rise above the Main Street Bridge in Little Rock. Please Fuck stop. you, Mother Nature, you will get a fine. Please understand. Okay, listen here, bridge. <laughs> You will not. Just shout at the sky, you bitch! Come pay your tickets! <laughs> yeah, looking over the bridge going, Water, you rise above this bridge, you will get a ticket. He slowly reaches up and turns his body camera off before he starts shooting the, <laughs> the river. <laughs> it's coming right for me. <laughs> it had a what? knife. <laughs> yes. I, I know, like, police I shootings are probably nothing to fucking joke about at this point in time, but we're talking about a river. I told it not to move, and it kept coming, so I shot it. (laughs) And the Ozark National Forest covers over a million square acres of the state. That's a big national forest. Mm -hmm. So, did you know there's, like, famous people from Arkansas? 
No. Yeah, Never. there is. Soul singer Al Green was born in Forest City. He sang songs such as uh, Let's Stay Together and Everything's Gonna Be Alright. I love it. Al, Al Green's Green. fucking awesome. He is. Another really good singer, Levon Helm, was born in Elaine. Um, he sang Hurricane and Up on Cri- uh, Cripple Creek. Oh, I love those Levon songs. Hel- yep. The best player to ever put on a Chicago Bulls jersey, Scotty Pippen, was born in Hamburg. Fuck off. I'm going to get some heat for that, and I welcome it. Yeah, well, I'm giving you heat already. <laughs> I know you're a Coach fan, but that's fine. You know it, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually... Well, I know. I was... I, I was... Listen. Dude... Michael, when MJ left, I, I'm, I've always Where been would he have been without Scottie Pippen? Pippen hit That is, motherfucker's got more assists than God. Listen, <laughs> Batman and Robin, okay? Yeah. That's how I look at it. Hey. And Scottie Pippen, in my book, is fucking fantastic. I will not... Oh, th- not there's no knocking him. I'm not a basketball fan, and he is fucking fantastic. And I hate to say it, but you know what? I always wanted to have his fucking hairdo. But it would have looked weird on you, <laughs> being a little fat little white boy. I know, but I I, I loved it. <laughs> the fucking I high top fade. I, I, I loved oh, it. Oh Jesus! I don't know why. But my thing and is then like he shaved his fucking head. I'm like, yeah, you're like, dude, like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, man, come on, didn't make it better. Where would Jordan have been without Pippen? He Ooh. wouldn't have won six ch- fucking championships. I know that. That is very very true because Pippen was always there for every single. Yup. He was. Joanne, but Pippen never won any by himself. So. Doesn't matter how many did Jordan win by himself. Neither. Fucking zero. That's how oh. many. Exactly. So it's a wash. Symbiotic relationship. <laughs> Sharks and lampreys. Ah. You know. Sure. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton. Also, you know, I I put in here mm-hmm. French fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton, born in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The baddest motherfucker to ever pick up. A bolt action rifle and a future episode topic. Carlos Hathcock was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, go listen to Justin Rimmel's four part series on Carlos Hathcock on his show, Mysterious Circumstances. Holy shit. Well, this dude was scary. Well, I can't outdo him. Dude, well, we're gonna fucking try. But listen, I'm just gonna dude. do I'm gonna do a shorter episode. And uh, it's going to be half as much on uh, Carlos Hathcock. <laughs> and then the best, I will I will see no argument for this. Anybody wants to fight me on Facebook, fucking I will give you my address. The best country musician of all time, the man in black, Johnny Cash, was born in Kingsland, Arkansas. If I could crack a beer. I, I already crack, cracked that shit. I already cracked it, but I would crack one. I, I think we'd have to crack some like uppers or something because Johnny Cash was a fucking gangster. He was. Snoop, how many, Snoop Dogg, actually. How many dudes get busted at the airport with a fucking guitar full of pills? Johnny not, fucking not Cash, fucking that's who. How many badasses go to a fucking prison and sing for him? More than once. More than once. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Besides him. No, because no. they won't let you do it anymore. Yeah, but who, You'd have a goddamn who, riot who else now. did it? Nobody. No one. You can't. He was like, I'm going to go. You want to know why? I'm going to the baddest prison there is. I'm going to Folsom. I'm going to sing for him. Stop me. They're like, no, Johnny, no. They're like, no, I'm doing it. Would have been funny if we went to Guantanamo Bay. Mm. They would have been real mad about that. Was there Guantanamo Bay then? I mean, it, the the city existed, but I don't know if there was a prison camp there. Oh, I don't know. Oh. You imagine, like, Toby Keith going to Guantanamo Bay for a concert, oh, just, like, he'd be, he'd be like, making the him fucking him. prisoners listen? <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Yeah, he'd be like, Your music is shit! And he's like, yeah, I know, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking guards would be pissed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, they're like, what do you talk about boot and ass? Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, American pig dog, you are garbage! (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, No, no. Sorry. I'm, nope. I'm not a big Toby Keith fan, if you didn't know. <laughs> no, but his, and it's like, I don't give a fuck about his political stance. It's like, his music sucks. His, his, his the only thing he's done good is Red Solo Cup. And that's because it's the only song that he yeah, did that his, was good. His big response would be, you wipe your ass with, you you wipe your ass with, you know, your left hand. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, whatever. So do I. Yeah. So, toilet paper, though. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, that's just, that's their culture. They, yeah. you know, they do what they do. Yeah. They fuck camels and stuff, so. Listen, that's neither confirmed or denied. We have people here that fuck different things too. That's so. true. Let's not. There's you know. there's rednecks everywhere, including Afghanistan. Yeah, and so. Iraq and whatever else. It's not Syria. Who the fuck knows? Let's not fucking. There's people here that fuck livestock too, so it doesn't matter. Yes, we shall not cast stones. No, but maybe, just not right at the moment. Yeah. So this week. So yes. So anyway, continue on. Uh, so anything else? That's that's all I got for uh, for cool people and cool weird stuff from Arkansas. Cool weird stuff. Yeah. So this week for our Arkansas episode. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go to jail for it. Arkansas. <laughs> we, we should we should preface this by saying that like a lot of our our other road trip stuff we've been trying to cover lesser known stuff. Unfortunately, yeah, we, Arkansas is not like flush with cryptids. So we were like, let's just fucking do Let's just do one a and big we'll do it together. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean Yeah, so we did the Boggy Creek Monster or it's also known as the Folk Monster. Falk. Felt what? Yep. Yes. Well oh you know, that fucking movie that we watched on you know, everybody I've ever heard say is pronounced it Falk. Was it Falk? Yes. Did they pronounce in both films we watched? They yes, pronounced it Falk? It, it's Falk. Okay. Yep. Falk, Arkansas. All right. So, Falk, Arkansas sports a very small population. Um, as of 2015, it was just under 900 people. Yeah, and it's just very small town. It's a it's 150 miles outside of Little Rock. Little Rock. Right. And what? Uh, it's, they say like it's 60 miles from. Not. It's like 20 something miles from Texarkana. So it's technically yeah. a suburb of Texarkana. Which isn't even that big of a city either. It's only got thirty-seven thousand people in it. Um, so it's it, it's it's situated. So it's like a couple hours away from uh, within 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 reach of Louisiana. You're you're Texas, twenty. You're like twenty to twenty-five o- minutes Oklahoma? of the uh, yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. You're you're like twenty to twenty-five minutes from the Texas border. It's in the very very bottom right uh, left hand corner of Arkansas. Yeah, it's so you can get to Texas real quick, and you're only like an hour north of Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, I so mean, you're it's not that bad. Yeah, you're you're right there. Where you want to go anywhere, you can get there. And then you know an hour or two from Oklahoma. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's not that bad. So it's kind of like one of those ones that you know it's it's in the middle of nowhere, but yeah. it's not so so far out in the middle of nowhere you can't get nowhere. You you can get you can get there from there. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, one and another kind of um, weird connection between this and our Texarkana story is the fact that uh, Charles B. Pierce directed uh, the town that dreaded sundown, which was the dramatization documentary, whatever, of the Texarkana Moonlight Murders and the Legend of Boggy Creek. Um, I didn't put that together until Kevin actually told me. Right, that. and I, I had heard I like I kind of like I thought I remembered it. And I was like, yeah, I think so. Um, and I had to, have, I had to, I have to really say the 
<laughs> the Legend of Boggy Creek film. Watch it for entertainment. <laughs> yes, yes, you have to watch it. You mostly have to watch it for entertainment because big pinch of salt. Yeah, I mean it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it is definitely not a documentary. Yeah, but a lot of the stuff I, I do have to say that a lot of the stuff, admittedly, in it is still kind of like talked. It's still the same as the um, other documentary, right? The, um, what was it just called? What was it called? Boggy, um, Boggy Creek. Or was that the Falk monster? The Boggy, uh, Boggy Creek monster. The small town legends uh, installment they did on that. Yeah. Very, very good, by the way. Yes, very, very good. And fucking Lyle Blackburn uh, narrates it, and he's got a great voice, and that dude's done all the research on this thing. Because uh, yeah. he grew up in Texas, so he's not too far from there. Um, I mean, yeah, and he, and he had heard about it you know, when he was a kid, and actually went to see uh, the Boggy Creek monster movie, yeah. Legend. He actually went to see it when he was a kid. And was just fascinated yep, with everything I, with it. He admits, like, that's what got him into cryptozoology in the first place. And he's now, like, one of the top guys in that field. Um, yeah. so, some other stuff you can find in Falk is you have the Monster Mart, where you can buy snacks, beer, soda, and all kinds of Bigfoot paraphernalia. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I sent you, the, I showed you the pictures of Cheryl's Country Kitchen. With that fucking cheesecake that's like thick as no, your wrist. No, you didn't, but you told oh, me about it. Oh, dude, it's che- that cheesecake. It's like three inches thick with fresh cut strawberries over the top of it. I'm going there. Fuck Bigfoot. I want cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as they don't put fucking Mar- well, not Miracle Whip, but fucking, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Miracle Whip? Cool Whip. As long as they don't fucking put Cool Whip on hey, it. Hey, man, whatever you want. A fucking dealer's choice when it comes uh, to cheesecake. You can do whatever no, you want with it. No, no, no. The pictures of that stuff, I'd eat that shit off the floor. I mean, it looked good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the Boggy Creek Monster, it stands between, the, they're saying like seven to eight feet tall, um, and two feet and weighs close to 300 pounds. Well, now, according to the, like, the videos we watched, that height, though, was a variation because some were saying actually like seemed like be taller. six to seven or like up to nine, yeah, nine maybe um, ten. Because, but I mean, because what that one lady she gave what was it uh, a height? But you said it said the it came to its it came to its waist, yeah, uh, which was on uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, round bale, like a big round, yeah, hay bale. Ra- yeah, round hay bale. But if that was a more recent sighting. That wasn't like the main run of them back in the seventies. So this could have very well been a different one completely. Yeah, but do you think that the height would have changed on you know maybe seventies and maybe you might have had one that was abnormally small that people were seeing back then? Because like we we've talked about it before with like the like like down south like Bigfoot sightings they tend to be smaller but like more aggressive. Um, like you I mean, get the unless... ones out of East Texas where they're like five. Six, seven feet tall, but they will chase you, like, across the more face of the fucking yeah, earth. Yeah. yeah. They, they tend to be more aggressive than most, right? you know, of, of any squatch mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I've heard of. I mean... Then you got the ones out in, like, the, you know, the Northwest that are just too fucking stoned to be too worried about much of anything. Well, they're, like, fucking... But they're huge. They're huge. They're, yeah. They're, like, a tree themselves. Which makes you, makes you think, like, there definitely has to be different... Maybe not species, but breeds of them. Because you get different sightings everywhere. Like, the Northeast, you get, like, tall but skinny. Northwest, you get tall and bulky. South, you know, like, the South, you get, like, small, but, you know, whatever. 
Well, I mean, Midwest is, like, you know, tall and skinny. Right. Like, up here, I mean, I've heard, you know, what the guy over in New York, he said that they were, that one was tall, but it, and it was, but it was a freaking broad shoulder. Yeah, it but was, not, not like, very, not, like, heavily muscular, just it tall It wasn't and Northwest. Built like a basketball player almost. Yeah, it wasn't Northwest, no. you know, huge. Um, So, but they said, according to what they had, the Boggy body Creek monster or the Falk monster... Uh, its chest and legs and arms are covered with thick, long hair, which is the same as that's, Bigfoot. That's pretty boiler <laughs> boilerplate yeah. for Sasquatch sightings. Yeah, at this it point. is. Um, the first reported sightings like go back way back to like 1834, mm-hmm. when people began to report uh, a hairy man or wild man roaming around Arkansas. Yep. Um, now, it's see the legend is like Boggy Creek. But it's not really just there. No, it's it's basically it's, the surrounding area. Yeah, because it's all like, what is it? Um, because Boggy Creek is just our creek that runs through Falk. Yep, and it runs to... And then to the uh, Salt... Salt Flats and then flats. into the Sulphur River. Yeah. Yep, sorry. So, I mean, it, it's kind of like they have had sightings all the way through. Right. In, all In the general area. I mean, like the, like the three surrounding towns, they've had sightings all over the place. Okay, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much, you know, they're all. It's not just the whole what, one little spot. No, no, no. They're they're seeing it in the surrounding area. The reason why I mean, yeah, like Boggy Creek monsters because well, that's what, you know, one of the reported sightings. Yeah, that's was that's in. that's where like a bulk of the sightings were was surrounding that kind of area. Yeah. Um, the actual Boggy Creek film. Was based off of uh, what was it, the uh, Bobby Ford? Uh, yeah, well, film, uh, incident. Yeah, do you do you want to talk about some of the older encounters sure. before we get there? Okay, uh, yeah, go ahead. So the first one I could find, I know, like we had like had the old uh, newspaper sighting mm-hmm. uh, reports. Um, there was a woman who was about ten years old at the time in 1908 that saw a creature matching this this thing's description. The reason I mentioned I wanted to mention that is because in 1932. A man sees a hairy man-like animal from his porch, and it's moving real quickly across the back of his property towards the fence and kind of just disappears into the woods. Funny thing is, those two are connected because the one in 1932 was her brother. That side. There's a lot of, like, a lot of family sightings because it's it's such a small town. Yeah, and you have yeah. so many people that are related. Like, you have, um, there's the Crabtrees, I yes. believe is the name of the family. Yes. Where they're, like, they're one of the oldest families in town like they've been there forever uh-huh. and there's five six of them that have all had sightings and the only place you can really see any of it is if you watch legend of boggy creek where a lot of the people doing the reenactments were the people that actually had the sightings and they don't strike me as the kind of people that would make stuff up you know they're out there hunting trapping fishing they know what they're looking at when they see something weird in the woods. Yeah. And keep in mind when you watch the movie, though, it is kind of like a B film where low budget. If it, <laughs> if it tells you anything, the third option that I found on Amazon after the – because there's two. There's a first one, then there's a sequel, which I didn't bother because I heard that one's more like a fucking action movie than anything. <laughs> And then they have Mystery Science Theater 3000 covered it. And I was like, son of a bitch, I will pay $10 to watch that. But, I mean, th- that would be good. 
We did kind of a good job, though. Yeah, I think we're going to do that for Patreon. Mm. We're just going to pick a like a random monster movie like that, and we're going to fucking talk about that shit over it. And we'll find it somewhere where everybody can watch it, like on Hulu or Netflix yeah, yeah. or whatever. YouTube, I don't know. Probably, probably the best. Yeah. So, 1946, a woman sees a strange animal in the field by her house. According to the local sheriff, she said, quote, It looked kind of like a man and walked like a man, but she didn't think it was a man. Mm. So, again, these are all pretty pretty standard kind of sightings. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to 1955, where a man sees a large, hairy, ape-like creature near his house on Boggy Creek. Shoots at it 15 times with a rifle, but apparently missed all 15. That's a lot of misses. I mean... Well, I mean, you're scared. Right? You know, I mean... But it, the law of averages, you put enough fucking lead downrange, you are going to hit something eventually. Whether it's your neighbor's horse or a Bigfoot, you're going to hit something. True. True. Or the livestock or whatever. Yeah, fuck them. It's a horse, who cares? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, if it had been a cow, fuck it. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we've got plenty of them here. 1964, a teenage girl sees a tall, hairy, two-legged creature lurking in the yard on her rural home one evening. That's This is going to be a very common theme, mm-hmm. is a lot of these sightings were from the porch or from inside the house, and this thing is just hanging out in the yard. It's very... Uh, and there wasn't until, like, I guess, like a very like small portion... Were seen more outside. Yeah, like from a moving car or something. Yeah, I mean, because like, usually a lot of your Bigfoot stuff is mm-hmm. you know, moving car. On the road. Yeah. Yep, because you catch it when it's crossing and it's not expecting it and you're, you're not expecting it. Or, I mean, I mean, some of the encounters were down by the creek, you know. I mean, there right. was a few that we heard from, from, from witnesses mm-hmm. that were by the creek. But those seem to be... Later on. Yeah. I mean, there was the 1970s stuff, but, you know, that sparked off the whole film and everything. Right. But, I mean, not really, like, you know, not many. No, they were kind of like, you're seeing one, you're having an encounter here, and then the next year, then it's a couple years, Mm -hmm. and then the next year, you know, it's... Until you hit 1970, 1971, and it's, like, fucking... Eight sightings in June, eight sightings in July, you know, like, it went nuts in June. I don't know if it had brainworm or some shit, and it was just, like, out running around looking for people or what, but... Yeah. So, in 1965, another teenage boy sees the alleged monster in the woods while he's out deer hunting. He fired his gun at the creature before running away. Also in 1965, a separate teenage boy encounters a huge, hairy, man- or ape-like creature near a lake on his family's property. It was described as seven feet tall with reddish-brown hair about four inches long all over its body. Mm-hmm. It stood upright up, It stood upright like a man but had extra long arms. Uh, went on to describe the arms as being actually longer than the legs, which, again, another very common Bigfoot thing. Which it, it was another th- thing that you know people had seen, said that they saw was that it was longer. But who knows? Was it hunched over? Were they, right. You know? And this this encounter was actually one of the um, one of the Crabtree boys. Yes, he fired at this thing three times with a break action shotgun, and then dropped it and ran away because it just it kept coming at him. Um, anybody that doesn't know a break action shotgun, you get one shot, you pull you 
push your your uh, lever, mm-hmm. breaks open, shell comes out, you put a new one in. Unless, unless it's a double barrel. Either either way, it's still a break-action shotgun. You have to break it, take your shell. Yeah. Oh, it ejects the shells if you do it right. Um, sometimes they don't. I mean, Yeah, sometimes they stick or whatever, but yeah. if you if you crack it just right, they will yeah, it'll fire them out. out. Yep. All, so 1965 was actually a pretty big year, too. Um, a woman deer hunting sees a dark, hairy, ape-like creature running on two legs uh, across uh, like along the pipeline. A hunter sees a seven-foot-tall, hairy man-like animal in the woods of Mercer Bayou. As he approaches the creature... Oh, I'm sorry. As he approached, the creature disappeared into the thick underbrush. And I believe this was another one of the Crabtree kids that had this encounter. Um, I think so, yes. If I remember correctly, because I, I didn't put names in here, because I didn't really... Yeah. Didn't know who they were until after I was pretty much done with my research, and we went back and watched Boggy Creek. Um... So 1966, a school bus, a school bus, a school bus, huh? A school bus driver sees the monster crossing the road early one morning. Also 1966, Smokey Crabtree reports that the alleged monster on several occasions approached his house at night and they could hear it screaming off and off in the woods and it would disturb his dogs and it actually never harmed any of his animals, which kind of depends i mean you do hear stories of them grabbing a dog here or there you know killing a cow whatever and there's one that happened i believe in the neighborhood of the of when the ford sighting happened where this guy had two hogs in the pen yep. that were he said what do you say like 200 pounds a piece now I, I this don't is know where I, was, this I is where we to... got confused with the arkansas arkansas dialect yeah because i i because i stopped and i was like did he say 200 pounds each? Or two 100-pound hogs. Or two 100-pound hogs. Right. So it, it was either or. But still, a 100-pound hog, and you're taking off with both of them underneath your arm? Yeah, I mean, one under each arm. <laughs> yeah, and then they find him dead out in the woods. Yep. Actually, he said he went out missing, goes out looking for him, yeah, and he, finds him dead, and then... He's like, oh, well, Jesus Christ. Well, something killed what that. The hell killed my pigs. Yeah. Because he got out to the pen and there's no no sign that they've dug underneath uh-huh. it or broken through it. No no sign of like uh, a dog or And there was no footprints in the pen. So whatever nope. this was, reached over the pen and just jacked this pig up in the air, stuck it under his arm, grabbed the other one, did the same thing, and ran the hell off. Yeah, didn't, didn't killed him, but then left him. I don't know. They must have ran out of time. Daylight because it's a fucking vampire. Need to go get you know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm usually well, the one going down that fucking road, but okay. Well then, well then, like the next day, I think it was. He said, "I could be wrong." Fucking nose for a big two. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work the way I wanted it to. My mouth betrayed me. Hey, it was good though. Ah, whatever. I liked it. <laughs> no, but. Was it the next day or the day after he went back out, and the pigs were gone? Yeah, they had, it whatever it was took the fucking. It, it, it came back pigs. and grabbed the carcasses. Yep, took them and dragged them off or whatever it was. So let's jump ahead a little bit further to 1967. A man sees a hairy man-like creature again. Very mm-hmm. like at this point in time, it's the same. It's starting the same way. Running across the road while he's driving down a rural road near his house. Later on in 1967, while driving late one night, a teenager 
and his cousin see a hair-covered bipedal creature running alongside Highway 71. They were both residents of Texarkana, and they'd actually never heard of either Bigfoot or the Falk Monster, and they didn't realize what they had seen until years later when The Legend of Boggy Creek came out. And they're like, holy shit, that's what we saw. Yeah. That's, that's got to be a weird feeling to be like, wait a minute, what the fuck? You know? Kind of, well, put up, good, uh, kind of weird, but also I guess it, you know, uh, kind of um, puts your mind at ease. Yeah, because you're like, okay, so somebody else has seen it, so I'm, I'm yeah. not crazy. Um, so we're coming up into 1969 here, so I think now would be a great time to take a break and come back and hit the fucking, Let's take like, a break. when this thing goes off. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Tech. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back. So we are going to get into 1969. Was uh, a good year. December, more specifically. Oh, that'd be even better time. A family of four was driving along Highway 71 north of Falk at night when they spotted what they thought was a man in a fur coat walking towards them. It was coming from the opposite side of the road. That poor man needs a little ride. We well, should stop. The reason that they thought this is like it was cold, it's close to Christmas, so yeah. they decided to slow down and offer this guy a ride. Being nice southern folk, right. they are. As they get closer, they realize it's not a man in a fur coat, but it's a giant hairy monster. So as they approached with the high beams on, the thing stopped and raised its arms to shield the light from its eyes. The arms were, quote, thick, hairy, and muscular. Its body was covered in brown, shaggy hair with long hair over its face. The legs appeared to be caked in mud from the knees down. So obviously these people are freaked out. So they, I'm guessing dad driving fucking stands Done on it, it and yeah. just <laughs> fishtails his fucking, yeah. you know, station wagon around, throws the kids around because they ain't got no fucking seatbelts. It's the 60s. And it was awesome. And they fucking tear ass out of there. Exactly. He probably threw a fucking beer can at it as he's going by. Son Fuck you, bitch. you son of a bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker trying to get in my car. <laughs> Spits a fucking child. <laughs> I know, we're generalizing assholes. That's fun. So this is actually not very far at all from the Ford property, um, which is where we get which where we get our Bobby Ford. Our big kind of like fucking crazy encounter. So in early 1970... Uh, a man and his son see the alleged monster running on two legs across their field. Um, it looked to be wounded the way it was running. They said it kind of limped and just didn't look like it was running right. Which, if you're used to looking at a person running, yeah, seeing a Bigfoot running could look different. I'm assuming. I've never seen one. but Me either. Um, 
And that was, that story actually didn't come out until um, Charles Pierce got to Falk to start the start filming the movie. Mm-hmm. And when they saw other people coming forward telling their story, he's like, "Let's go tell him." So they had never told anybody until they told him for the movie. Jeez. But that's just how it was. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. Well, look at that. You don't. I mean, he had the other guy that came forward. Uh, two other guys or whatever. Three, two or three. Like there were so many people that they actually had said they came forward mm-hmm. and were telling their story for the first time. Yeah. Because they're, they're like, we, we don't want to tell anybody because, you know, people were well for the the uh, creature of Bobby uh, Bobby Creek. <laughs> the creature of Bobby Hill. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby! Damn you, Bobby! <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> Dang old man. Dang old fucking Bigfoot man. <laughs> yes, we, we just kept you know thinking everybody was, uh, what's his fucking they, they did talk like a town full of boomhowers. They, they did. really did. I'm sorry, we were just like, what? Dang, I saw, it's like, dang old man. That's like, no, dang old, old, old <laughs> down there in a shotgun, old Bigfoot man running around throwing stuff. <laughs> that was fishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I mean, just, I don't know, crazy stuff. So my, my thought process just went out the freaking window. <laughs> so later in 1970, um, a farmer sees a large man-like creature covered in scraggly hair walking in his pasture. Beginning in 1971, right around June, a three-toed track is discovered in mm-hmm. Willie Smith's soybean field. Uh, the track appears to have been made by a bipedal creature walking upright. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff where people are like, oh, that track was fake. First of all, if you, as a person who doesn't really know what you're looking at, if you're going to fake a track, something that's vaguely human, are you going to do three toes or you're going to make it look like a human foot but big? I have to be a human toe. I, I wouldn't. I don't imagine that people are like, oh, man, I'd like to go make a fake footprint and just do three toes. Yeah. Because nobody thinks that way, especially back like with this, where people didn't want to see this thing. They didn't want the attention of having seen this thing. That's just why they didn't tell anybody until no. Basically, were like, okay, well, well fuck it. it. Let's everybody else is talking. Let's well, tell ours. It's, it's like the like the beginning of Boggy, Boggy Creek. There, you got the at the beginning of the movie. I'm not gonna ruin it for you know. It is what it is. We're kind of gonna ruin it. By the movie came out like 1972. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we don't have to talk about spoiler alerts. Anymore. True. <laughs> But at the beginning, you got this little boy, which it's in the middle of the winter or fall, and he's running through the wood, running through a field, and he's got only a t-shirt on, which really t-shirt I, and jeans, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. But again, why did his mama telling him to get a was coat on? the 70s? Whatever. Kids were fucking tough back then. I guess so. Well, he goes into the the store. I'm guessing it was a store, mm-hmm. and tells the old guys, "Hey, you know." Mama, so it's one guy, he's like, Mama It was, it was Willie Smith. Out. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, Mama wants you to come out because... She's seen the thing in your, your soybeans again. Yeah, this saw this thing, and he's like, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. Well, what was it? Then a little bit later, he sees something yep. outside his house. Of course, in the movie, you see him... <laughs> he's supposed to have shot at the thing, but it's basically he turns out of his house and just points the gun at... Like, Outside. Oh no, that, that's porch. that's the Ford encounter. No, Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he points because he's an old man. He points. We found a lot of weird shit with that movie. Like, 
like back in the day, they used to use you'd use like colored liquid in front of the lens to get lighting that's effects. The full, that's the Ford. <laughs> and there was one time where I had to rewind it because I'm like, holy shit, you could they still have the bottle in the can- shot of the camera. <laughs> no, that was the <laughs> that, was, uh, that was before that. That was there was a car coming down the road or something. They that wanted was, to like amber it. And, yeah, it was the uh, the the two three girls. Yeah. They're having a sleepover. And they're like, holy shit, they didn't move the bottle fast enough and yeah. nobody caught it in editing. Like, there was nothing there that you couldn't have been like, okay, let's take, like, this second and a half out where you can see a fucking glass bottle. <sighs> Fuck it, we'll leave it. Yeah, because there was these, uh, uh, the old man, wait, 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 anyway, the old man, he goes outside, he just takes and he, like, he's like, damn thing. Pow! Shoots his rifle off. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just blew a hole in your freaking porch. Yep. Damn old man. Goddamn but, Bigfoot, I'll shoot my own porch. <laughs> yep. So then what was it? Then then there was the three girls. They're having a sleepover. And they heard start hearing something outside. And they were like, yeah. what, what the hell? And and um, it actually came and like, knocked on the porch. Like, on the, the porch. On and the it, porch. Was like, it was like hitting the door. Yeah. And then, the, then you see, of course, then you see them in the movie. They're trying to load a rifle. Oh, my God. Three so- girls trying to load one bolt-action rifle while they're screaming. <laughs> Which, another thing that blew my fucking mind with this movie. Everybody's default setting, and when there's something on the porch, stick a chair under the door handle. Yes. It'll keep it out. And I'm like, what the fuck? I, I know, I know. Like, what is this fucking Victorian England? <laughs> yes. It, it, listen, it, uh, the chair is like kryptonite. I say, Reginald, we must stick a chair under the door handle <laughs> to keep the creature away. Wait, let's consult the book. Yeah. It says, use yeah. one chair. Fucking Bigfoot comes up, tries the handle. He's like, oh, there must be a door under the fucking thing. Uh, I guess I gotta go. No, no this is not like so much tries it, he pushes on it. Yeah. Oh, guess it's a ge- fucking yeah. chairs. And, of course, we were joking the whole time because, like, you see the inside of the house from the outside, and, like, and then Bigfoot just slaps his dick on the window and everybody <laughs> screams. But, unfortunately, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, it didn't. Um. Anyway. So, also, so 1971, this is where we're getting into it, was the first sighting the of 1971 was where we found the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. So also in June of 1971, several women and children reported seeing an ape-like creature in the area. They had actually come from out of town to try to get a look at these these uh, prints in the soybean mm-hmm. field, and they saw it while they were there. Again, in June of 1971, June is like, well, this motherfucker is 1970? like 1971. This is 1971. This is the, the, the big run of sightings. Oh, so this is before. This is after the Bobby Ford. This is leading up to it. Bobby Ford was May. I'm sorry. Whatever. Fuck it. We'll just get to that after. It's whatever. Okay. Because every every source that I said said that it was in July. Oh. So I don't know. Sure. We'll go with Fuck July. it. Who cares? Fuck it. So now we're gonna get into the Ford encounter. This is the big one. This one's kind of fucking like this one's crazy. Which is what Boggy Creek was named was was based off of. Yeah, th- this was the main attraction for wanting to do this movie, was mm-hmm. this encounter. Which, I mean, is not the only time, because, well, I listen to Sasquatch Chronicles, yep. and it's not the only time I have heard, because it sounds, you know what it, later on thinking about Hanobia. It? Yes. <laughs> yes. Then you have to finish your thought. At Hanobia, yep. I, I was like, as soon as I, I was like, look, I was like, wow, the siege at Hanobi. Except instead of lasting for, like, months, this was one night. Well, also, uh, 
There was also uh, the one in Oregon. Um, Ape, uh, Ape Canyon? Yes. At the, that's at, a, that's at in the, California. That's that there was one in Oregon with the at the uh, loggers cabin. Yeah, that that was Ape, that was uh, Ape Canyon. That was the one where they were fucking like throwing logs and shit at the cabin, and then one of them like okay. opened the door and just fucking shot it in the teeth. Okay, and it fell off the cliff, and then the rest of them ran away. But it was like a long night, apparently. Yeah, but I mean, it was a long night. But this was kind of like a this where it was like, which oh. is why everybody should own a squatch gun, and I own a squatch gun. Mm. I own a big old Soviet squatch gun. I can move. Uh, technically, I, that's the only item you. I think you require to move to Alaska is a Mosin Nagant. So therefore, I can do it. Ah, and a coat. So uh, I'll, okay. I'll be fine. So <laughs> <laughs> the Ford encounter is probably the most intense encounter of the whole fucking shooting match here. On a warm night in June of 1971, later on, like all like tail end of June, beginning of yep. July, 1971. Elizabeth Ford has a face-to-face confrontation with the Beast. Yeah, because she's home alone with yep. her, uh, with her mom, uh, sister. Is it is a sister? And I think it's also like a, I don't know if it's niece or nephew. Yeah, there there was a couple of them there. Um, it was, yeah, there's a total of four. Right, and then there was Bobby and Don. Bobby is her husband. Don is her brother-in-law. Um, Bobby and Don, at the time of this first half of the encounter, are out hunting. So Elizabeth's in the house doing dishes, cleaning, you know, the usual stuff for, you know, I'm guessing probably just before dinner, getting ready for everything. She hears something on the porch. She turns expecting to see either Bobby or his brother Don coming home from their hunting trip. You know, hopefully a successful hunt. Maybe we got some pheasants, some rabbits, something like that. Put some meat in the freezer. Yep. What she saw was a seven-foot-tall, black, hairy beast with eyes, at, with, quote, eyes as hot as red coals. Now, I got to say, that, see, what Kevin is saying, You because you, if you watch the video, you're going to say, no, that's not how it happened. You know, Kevin said it happened like this. Well, they're, I, I don't think... They, they dramatized a lot of stuff for that movie. Yeah, I mean, because the source I have says actually she was asleep or something. But in the movie... It's, it showed her watch. She well, one of the sisters was asleep. There was another sister was up. Uh, could be Elizabeth that was up reading a book. I almost did it. Okay. <laughs> up reading a book and everything else, and then all of a sudden hears like the the commotion. Yeah, you know, outside. And it's like, what the hell is that? Right. So, because well, they're like her, like the mom or sister or whatever was like, "Hey, can you get a, a blanket or something?" Because this this draft from this window. Yeah, the the baby's cold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which reminds you, the baby slept through the whole thing. Of course it did. It's a fucking baby, dude. Mm-hmm. So she sees this thing on the porch and fucking screams, freaks out, and the animal takes off. Bobby and Don return. A couple hours later, and they find Elizabeth. Elizabeth, <laughs> that's I. That's what I was trying to hold off was my fucking. <laughs> Every time I see that name, dude, it's just like fucking like a Slim Jim snaps in my head. And like, I can't help it. <laughs> you fucker! You broke me. So they get home. 
Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Ooh, yeah. Cream of the crop. <laughs> I need to do more cocaine to be Randy Savage. So. Uh. so Bobby and Don get home and they find Elizabeth like sitting on the floor, just bawling her eyes out. Absolutely terrified. Doing what any good husband would do, seeing his wife in the state that she's in. Bobby decides, I'm going to go find out what the hell's going on and what's causing my wife so much heartache and bullshit, and I'm going to take care of it. So Bobby and Don go outside. One's got a shotgun, one's got a rifle. They walk outside onto the porch, and as they get onto the porch, they hear something moving in the woods. Look over, and they see it come out, and they didn't hesitate. They open fire. Just They're firing off at this thing. As they're shooting at it, it it's it seems like it's like dodging bullets almost because it gets so close that it grabs a hold of Bobby. Here's where some of the stories differ. You'll have some that say that it grabbed him and just beat the living shit out of him, and others that it kind of swatted him and yeah. knocked it like like sent him flying. Yeah, and in the movie, once again, I'd go back to it. Right, it portrays. It's at first, it's um. Not Bobby, because Bobby is in the movie. The movie is portrayed as younger, as a younger guy. But then there's like these two, like two older guys. That's actually the husbands or whatever, because they come home. They that that was Bobby and Don that came home that had yeah. the encounter. Yeah, but I'm saying the two younger ones that two younger guys that arrive first. They arrive there and they're like, "Oh, this stuff's going on." Well, the you know. I think that was put in there just for dramatic effect. I know, I know. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what happens, and then, so then, the men show back up, yep. and they're like, "Okay, well, we'll go get the guns. We're gonna go kill this thing." You know, they're like, they say we're gonna get the guns. No, no, they didn't go get guns. They had they guns. had them already. The guns because they had just come home from hunting. Yeah. Um, and so you know, he, Bob, they go outside. Bobby gets attacked. So, right. I mean, I guess. So, but he does end up going to the hospital. I was going to say, either way, either story, it has the same end result. It ends up with him cut up mm-hmm. and in the hospital having basically a really, really bad panic attack. So, after, you know, he's, he's still in the hospital the next morning. They released him the next day because it was very late. So, the next day, some folks from town showed up at the Ford home looking for any evidence to the monster. They're looking for blood. They're looking for footprints. They don't find any blood. They find a bunch of brass and plastic shotgun shells and a handful of three-toed footprints leading to and from the property. So that is pretty much like the main meat and taters of the Boggy Creek monster. Yeah, I mean... But there are sightings that that continue to this day. The most recent ones I could find are from last year, 2019. Yeah, they said. Uh, I saw something that said actually that um, there was more than forty sightings in nineteen ninety seven mm-hmm. alone of it. And I mean, what was it? The, the film that we watched, um, the first one we watched, the, the um, Boggy Creek Monster, yeah, the Boggy Small Creek, Town Monsters yep, show, the Boggy Creek Monsters show, that actually had like stuff after this, mm-hmm. and. Like, there's a hunter that was out, he was out, um... This story sounded really familiar because they had one similar to this on on, Sasquatch Chronicles, but it was on the other end of the country. Yeah. The guy was out hunting with his bow and arrow, had a broadhead in, 
was sitting there. He said he was up like 12 feet yeah. in his tree stand. The next thing you know, you know, you probably heard this before. What do they do? They get curious. Well, they he got the thing stuck its hand up, grabbed the hold of the, the broadhead, and like released it and like ran away. Cause and if you don't know what a broadhead is on an arrow, it's basically a very, very sharp, very, very thick point mm-hmm. with three... Sometimes like three. Three to four or however fucking yeah. many, depending on if you're using fixed blades or open on impact or whatever. But they are basically... It could be sometimes it could be two razor blades, but they yeah. are so fucking sharp. I've cut myself on bride heads before. Mm-hmm. They're so sharp that you don't feel yourself, you don't feel the cut until you but, look down and you're like, "Oh fuck, I'm bleeding." But for something to actually have reached up and grabbed a hold of it, yeah, and then like, "Oh crap, let go," yeah, you know, and then uh, there was like several others of guy people going down by the creek, and and one of the guys they talked to was actually. Um, I can't remember if it was Don Ford or Bobby Ford's son who was in his, I think he said he was like a teenager and he was going out fishing. And as he's walking down to the the pond, it steps out in front of him and it's kind of holding onto a branch, swaying back and forth, which is still, again, I mean, very, very typical Bigfoot behavior. And he didn't really know what to make of it because it was so far ahead of him that he thought it might have been a person. So he kept walking. And as he's walking, it stopped and started walking towards him, and it got close enough that he could tell that it wasn't a person, and it just stood there and just kind of swayed back and forth and grunted a little bit, and he just like he's like, I knew not to go any further. I didn't know what the hell I was looking at, but I left. Yeah, and it was you know, no fish is worth catching that much. Yeah, I mean that's. Then there was another guy that actually was doing the same thing. He went down by the creek, and pretty much had the same damn thing happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, he saw this huge mo- it was actually like what was it? One of the, one of them actually said that the uh, he went down by the they were, went down by the river and they had looked uh, I don't know what direction, but they looked up looked either way, up or down the river and they saw this monster kind of like they said leaned over, hunched over Whatever it was, but it looked like it was actually cleaning its feet yep. in the in the river. Yep. I mean, I've never personally heard of you know a, a Sasquatch squatch cleaning its feet in the river. I've never I, heard. Of I've that. heard. I've heard people have sightings where it's like at the edge of the water and it looks getting like it's washing drink. its hands or getting a drink or yeah. like cleaning something to eat it. But I've never heard of one washing its feet. Yeah. But I mean. It's no different than us. Like you walk around barefoot and you're walking through the mud and that shit dries, it's gonna make your feet sore. Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta wash and get all the stuff out from between your toes so you can actually like, have some dexterity and like be able to move. I mean, um, there was another guy that was what he was. Uh, uh, he was National Guard, I think it was, and he had, was just getting ready for the, his. I don't know if it was his two weeks or yes, whatever that guy it was. That, yep. But like his, you know, he needed to go do something or whatever. He was going to get a tra- move his trail camera. Yes, because his wife had said yep. you got to go move your trail camera before you, you leave. Before you leave. Yep. So he went like it was like early like dusk or something. Yeah, like close to late that. afternoon, early evening, kind of. And he went to go down to move it, and he said he saw this huge fucking thing. I mean, he was like, "Whoa!" And this is a guy that still lives in town, and that was on um, Bo- uh, Boggy Creek Monster. Which, we've talked about that one a lot. Go watch it. It's on yes. Amazon. Um, if you have Prime, it's free. 
Uh-huh. Very, very, very well done. Um, I would love at some point in time to actually talk to Seth Breedlove because I've watched everything that he's done, and they are all equally good, including he did one, um, The Beast of Whitehall. Um, but, I mean, every, every, every one of those, like... They're only about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, so they're yeah, they're, they're short documentaries, but they're not so short that they don't have any information, and they're not so long that you lose interest. Mm-hmm. They're the Goldilocks; they're just right. You get everything you need, and it's still really good. And Lyle Blackburn's in it, and that dude knows his stuff when it comes to monsters, especially Bigfoot in the South. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, he is the like the guy for I, that. I thought that you know he he represented well. Kind of to show that, yeah, older stuff, but then he got some newer right. stuff. Like, he, I mean, it was all the way up to, I think he, was it 2013 or something so, uh, like the, that? The documentary came out in like 16 or 17, yeah, so that would have been like the newest like, stuff. Yeah, like 13 was like the newest one. But, I mean. It, I mean, just kind of just shows that it's still happening. And right. You can't, you know. And he, he literally wrote the books. On the Beast of Boggy Creek. He wrote uh, The Beast of Boggy Creek and Beyond Boggy Creek, which I need to get because I'd like to read both of them. But another thing I wanted to talk about is more recently, people have kind of thrown the idea out of these animals, because I'm not going to refer to them as a fucking interdimensional being because I think they are, I, are a flesh and blood animal. I think they are here. I don't think they can teleport and go to a fucking different whatever. That's my thought. If you believe that, that's fine too. I whatever. I personally think it is a flesh and blood animal. Some people don't. Yeah. Is it a relative of ours? I don't know. Is it a relative of a of the other great apes? Probably more likely. But the idea that's been thrown around is that a lot of these things use waterways to move, and that's why you don't find as many tracks. And they came up with this idea. With this thing back in the seventies, before like that was a a regular like mm-hmm. idea that's been thrown out all the time. Like, oh, they use rivers. They were thinking about this shit in the seventies because they're this thing's popping up on both ends of town, and there's no fucking footprints. Nobody's seen it on the road. Nobody's seen it in the woods. So therefore, well, I mean, it, it makes sense that it's it's using the waterways. The cre- to, or, yeah, or the creek bed or whatever. Right. I mean, because you know, water rises. Yep. And if you're walking, down. if you're walking upstream or downstream in the water, you're leaving no footprints. Or if you're just walking on the on the on the bed, the you know on the side, water rises, water goes down. You know, right. more more rain, so then it washes away. Right. I mean, what's better to, you know, stay out of sight or whatever? Because I think because what was it, Oklahoma or somewhere like that? I was watching a thing on that, and that's how they thought that they they were traversing areas was staying down into these. Right. But when were they talking about that? I don't know, this is just recent. Exactly. They had this whole thought back then. Yeah. In the 70s where they're like, this is probably what it's doing. But. Makes sense. I know. And it's like to think that like something we think is a a modern thought on something happened Mm -hmm. fucking 50 years ago. You know, 40 years ago, whatever the fuck. Well, Um, I mean, uh, almost. Well, almost 50 years ago now. Yeah. You would know. Shut up. <laughs> um, so that's what that's what I've got for Boggy Creek. What yeah, about you? That's, that's, that's about it. I mean, um, not a ton, but enough. Right. I mean, and the, you there, there's so many other things that you can find. There's documentaries. There's 
fucking books. I mean, there's more information than we could have realistically put into a one part episode. There's more, there's enough information that if we wanted to, we could have done a, a separate podcast on its own on this topic. Yeah. You know, there's enough out there, but we don't want to flood people. We want to keep it light. We want to have fun. Exactly. We want to talk about dumb shit, which we already did. Then we realized that I have a fucking Randy Savage tick. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was Boggy Creek. Um, I don't know if we're going back on a road trip again next week or not, but our next stop will be California. Remember, it's 4th of July. It is 4th of July this weekend, even though we don't record on fucking weekends anymore, so what difference does it make? We might. But if you're hearing this on Thursday, wish America a happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's right. And uh, if you're British, take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you guys. It's fun. We're just picking. No, no, really, take that. Because, you know, the British would be like, well, if it weren't for us, you guys wouldn't be speaking English. And then we could go, neither would you. Ah, <laughs> I hope you enjoy Spetzel as much as I do, because you'll be having lots of it. Uh, yes, so once again, head over to studio.com. Yep. Check out the earbuds, headphones, and speaker. Find what you want, put them in, put them in your basket. Go to your checkout, put promo code of discount, a uh, promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. And if or, you, but if you don't remember if that... If you're thinking, like, I don't want to type studio.com because it's too long, you can always type in darkwindowspod.com mm-hmm. that brings you to our website we've got links to there? we've got links to the studio page what else we've got links to our patreon we've got links to our threadless we've got links to our facebook and instagram i think there's one for twitter on there we don't really use twitter we're more facebook and instagram and that's pretty much where we're gonna stay because twitter's confusing and it's annoying a little bit so yeah, um, so next week, uh, I'm not sure if we're going on a road trip again or what we're doing, but I, don't know. I can we'll promise get there. we'll be back next week. We will be. And until then, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. <laughs>